Before we start today's show, let me remind you about our patron program. If you enjoy the program, you'll continue to get it for free on your provider. However, if you're so inclined and you're up to it to, to leave a tip in the tip jar, as it were, uh, you can do that by becoming a patron of the show. There are three levels, three different amounts, with uh, different bonuses depending on the amount that you contribute on a monthly basis. It'll give you additional access to the show, as well as input into the program as well. Check it out at patreon.com slash what's the score. That's patreon.com slash what's the score, all one word, patreon.com. Today's program made possible by patrons like you. Welcome to where we celebrate music from the movies. From the golden age to present day, we've got it covered. We talk to those from the industry and learn about them and their favorite scores. Welcome to What's the Score? I'm your host, Frank R. Wilson. So let's take a look at the shelf of CDs and see what we're going to play today. Recognize that music? <laughs> I'm sure you do, but not perhaps the recording. Welcome to a, a special edition of What's the Score? Now, as most of my listeners know, I'm a big James Bond fan, as well as a fan of the music from the uh, series. Now, today's show is going to focus on music from the Bond series, but before you shut me off, hang on a minute. This is going to be done with a twist. Let me take you back to the 60s and the 70s, and I'm old enough to remember them. <laughs> When James Bond was huge, you put that name or his 007 number on any kind of a product and it'll sell. And it was no different for the music from the films. Uh, there were many a singer or bands that would want to put their own stamp on the music that was coming from the series. And this, of course, was in addition to things like clothing and toys, uh, just all sorts of things that had James Bond on it. It was, it was just everywhere. Now... Concerning the music, some of it was good, but many of them were kind of bad. In fact, they're so bad, I I kind of like them. I get a good chuckle out of it. Perhaps you will as well. So for your listening pleasure, I'm going to play some of these attempts at creatively playing Bond music. And in some cases, you may actually like what you hear, but uh, in most cases, uh, you may not. And, and, and almost exclusively, I have no idea who the band is, who's the artist, who's the singer, if and when it's a singing song. Uh, so I'd help it. I'd be grateful if you could uh, help me with identifying him if you happen to know. But no matter. Let's dive in. And let's hear a couple of interpretations, I think three or four interpretations of the world-famous James Bond theme. As you've never heard it before. <laughs> Thank you. 
What's interesting is that it didn't stop at the James Bond theme. And yes, some of the title songs were certainly done with different arrangements. We'll play a couple here. But what I found interesting was a lot of the parts of the score were re-recorded. Um, we're going to play a couple of uh, instances where that happens. At least we're going to go first with From Rush With Love and play a couple of cues from the score on that as well as, I think, the title. And uh, you'll get a kick out of this uh, interpretation. Enjoy.
It should be pointed out that uh, not all the covers that were done in the 60s or 70s were bad. A couple of artists that come to mind are Roland Shaw and his orchestra, and I think the other one was Frank Porcell. Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing it. But they put out some good records that had uh, good representations of uh, Bond music. But unfortunately, we're not playing those today. We're going to have some more fun with uh, some other rather unusual interpretations of Bond music. Uh, this one is uh, another version that you've never heard before, I'm guessing, uh, from the title song of Goldfinger. For those of you that are part of our younger listening audience, I, I can't emphasize enough just how huge the James Bond phenomenon was in the 60s and the 70s. Uh, as big as like you know, Star Wars is now or Harry Potter are just a couple of examples where you see lots of different uh, tie-in products for those franchises. Bond was probably even bigger than those were. There was... 007 cologne, there was 007 vodka, there was 007 clothing, there was uh, the 007 attaché case, which I had, the 007 watch, which I had, the 007 race kit, which I had. Sad thing was that because we moved every couple of years, my dad was in the Navy, 
They always insisted every time we had a move that we had to do some spring cleaning and throw out stuff that we weren't using anymore. So all that 007 stuff I had collected as an early, in my early childhood uh, all disappeared. None of it survived. The only thing that has survived, I guess you could say, are a lot of these tunes. A lot of these records that I've collected over the years that featured James Bond music. And, you know, some of these I have that are the kind of unusual quality. But as I mentioned earlier, the some of the really good uh, remakes by Roland Shaw and, and others uh, actually were very satisfying at a time when you were just hungry for anything with James Bond on it. Well, let's continue. You'll note that we left off with the title song from Goldfinger. So it's only natural that we move forward to the next film, which was Thunderball. And I would guess probably at this point, as Thunderball was coming out, was probably the height of the uh, James Bond mania worldwide. So it was stands to follow that there would be plenty of things that would uh, come out musically that would be a part of that film. This interesting cue I'm going to play is actually uh, an interpretation of a, a cue from the score called Search for Vulcan. And uh, some of you will recognize it that remember the movie. Uh, so it's kind of unusual to hear something like that, but we'll play that. And then another interesting thing that happened at this time, too, was um, concerning the title song for Thunderball that uh, ended up not being used. Now, many of you probably know the story. I'll just very briefly talk about it. There was a song that John Barry had written uh, called Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. In fact, the melody for that song is heard throughout the film and the score. Uh, and at the last minute, they changed their mind, the producers and United Artists did, and decided they needed to have the word Thunderball in the song, which didn't appear in Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, so they made the changes at the last minute. But Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang actually enjoyed a, a moderate success with uh, other artists singing it. Uh, originally, it was Dionne Warwick and even Shirley Bassey sang it for the originally thought for the film, but there were other artists that uh, decided to uh, record it on their own albums. The one we have an example of, I can't promise, but I'm pretty sure it's a Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang si- uh, single sung by Anne Margaret. Now, if anybody out there can confirm this, I'd appreciate it, but I'm pretty sure that's who it is. But this was just one of many that were recorded. So uh, let's let's have a listen. This is a an interpretation of uh, "Search for Vulcan," and then finally uh, the title song that wasn't used for Thunderball, "Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang," sung by I believe Anne Margaret.
back to the program in a minute but i'm curious if you're uh, looking for a new coffee mug or t-shirt or practically anything else to help express your love of film music well look no further at, uh, at redbubble.com we have all kinds of products with our logo the what's the score logo which is a film strip that features pictures of john barry and john williams among other composers it's really cool and it does help kind of help express your love of film music you can check it out on our Facebook page, or you can visit redbubble.com and then search for FRW007, at which point you'll see my store come up, and then you can shop all the various products. That's redbubble.com and search for FRW007, redbubble.com. This next cue is uh, we're going to play is interesting. It kind of goes back to uh, what used to be said about the character of James Bond back then, that uh, every man wanted to be like him and every woman wanted to be with him. I think that was really part of his appeal. 
this uh, original song here that was uh, recorded by someone I have no idea uh, kind of addresses that. A boy whose uh, girlfriend has become enamored with 007 and he's worried about losing his girl to uh, James Bond. It's kind of cute. It's worth listening to and I'm again guessing this is from sometime in the 1960s. And again, if someone knows uh, who this is and where it comes from, I'd be grateful. Uh, sit back and have a listen and enjoy a little bit of nostalgia here with this song. Uh, I have no idea what the title is either, but just enjoy it. My baby went and fell in love With a seven He's the only one she's thinking of She used to dress, yeah, sloppy sweaters, shades, boots. Uh-huh. Not anymore. Not anymore. How does she dress now? You really want to know? Yeah. Well, at the end of this barn, I'll tell you. Okay. My baby dresses up each night for 007. Wearing dresses that are much too tight for 007. She combs her hair, then she teases it Just so she can go and sit In the first row of the movie Eating popcorn, smelling a perfume Looking at him, making out of right, Tommy. She'll get over it. Hey, but did you see that girl in his last picture? You mean the pilot? Yeah, what was her name? I don't know. Uh, we can't forget this incredible interpretation of a love song. The love song that is known as From Russia With Love. Sit back and enjoy. From Russia with love I fly to you Much wiser since my goodbye to you I've traveled the world to learn I must return from Russia with love I've seen places, faces And smiled for a moment But oh, you haunted me so Still my tongue-tied young pride would not let my love for you show. In case you'd say no, to Russia I flew, but there and then I suddenly knew you'd care again. My running 
I fly to you from Russia with love. mentioned at the show's outset some of these are actually pretty bad but on the other hand some of them are actually pretty good the one i'm going to play now is could quite frankly be maybe the most beautiful title song that was written for a james bond film the most beautiful titles song for anything I'm talking about the song you only live twice this is a recording that, that I've come across that was sent to me. I, again, I have no idea as to the source, so if someone knows what it is, please let me know. I have a feeling it may be that uh, person I mentioned earlier, Frank Porcell. Uh, so if anybody knows, let me know. But this is that's a really beautiful interpretation of the song, so I thought I'd include it today uh, for your listening pleasure. So have a listen and let me know what you think.
The return of Sean Connery to the role in uh, 1971's Diamonds Are Forever was a big event. He got the probably the most expensive, biggest paycheck ever at that time uh, for an actor for a film. And of course, everybody was really looking forward to it. And as a result, there were a lot of ancillary things that happened to help promote the movie or just try to make money off of it. And this next uh, cut is exactly that, I think. It's just a... An interesting, uh, you know, interesting mix of uh, James Bond music and using quotes from Diamonds Are Forever and using act, the actual voices of uh, Jill St. John and Sean Connery. I don't know whether I like it or, or don't, but it can be kind of catchy if you're not careful. Here's for you to decide. I don't know what it technically is called, but I call it Who Are You? <laughs>
no film uh, escaped the uh, artists that were out there eager to do covers and cash in on the James Bond phenomenon. And the movie on Her Majesty's Secret Service was uh, no exception. had a great title song, no lyrics to it, no one sang, but the music was just spectacular. This uh, version is, is okay, but, well, I'll leave that up for you to decide. This is a, a version of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. the 70s rolled on, a new form of music started with uh, called disco, and of course James Bond couldn't escape that. In fact, the end titles for Moonraker was basically a disco version of the title song, wasn't it? Now, this is also uh, using some lines from Moonraker, the film, uh, in a disco kind of an arrangement. Well, I tell you what, you, you listen and you decide. <laughs> 
There's certainly been a lot of uh, songs that have been inspired, been inspired by this uh, franchise. Uh, original compositions that talk about James Bond in a variety of different ways. I came across one that uh, I actually kind of rather liked. Uh, 
Uh, I have no idea who the artist is. I don't have any idea when it was recorded, although I'm guessing probably 70s or 80s, something like that. But uh, And it's a little bizarre. It's a little out there, but I kind of like it. I'd be curious what you think. And again, if you know the artist, I'd love to know. Uh, let's just say it's called uh, We've Been Expecting You, Mr. Bond. Uh, it's an original composition, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Let's give it a listen.
I mentioned the uh, patron program at the beginning of the program, and uh, one of the benefits of that is uh, you actually get credit for being a producer on the program. And with that, I wanted to thank our producers for this particular episode, Ron Peer and uh, Douglas Lacey, for their help and support of the program. I'm really grateful for it. Also, though, I need to give a great deal of thanks to uh, my dear friend, Gary Furuta. Um, Gary was the one that basically made a... Uh, recording of all these oddities and uh, sourced a lot of this material and uh, I instantly kind of liked it in a weird sort of way Uh, I wanted him on the show but I I just couldn't make it work out he's a unique and special man he's a huge James Bond fan and had one of the world's largest collections for a number of years Um, hopefully I'll get him on one day but he's he's a very very special and dear friend Uh, I hope you enjoyed the unusual look at the film music let me know how uh, how you thought of it. Uh, put some comments either on the Facebook page or on the Podbean page. I'd like to know if you uh, found this kind of interesting and enjoyable. Uh, also, if you know any of the performers, uh, please let me know. I'd really like to find out uh, who uh, who some of these people are that put together these these uh, songs. Um, and also, finally, again, if you would consider being a patron by visiting patreon.com slash what's the score i'd really be grateful for that the uh, support helps us continue to produce really good content and so i uh, appreciate that our patrons right now and for anybody may be considering in the future well anyway that about wraps it up for this episode so i guess there's only one thing left to say and that's simply this my name is frank r wilson my time's up i thank you for yours thanks for listening to what's the score